So, um, Fiona, next verse, please. Okay, verse uh, 7. And suppose the one inside answers, Don't bother me. The door is already locked, and my children and I are in bed. I can't get up and give you anything. I tell you, even though he will not get up and give you the bread because of friendship, yet because of your shameless audacity, he will surely get up and give you as much as you need. Okay. So I want us to notice the resistance in prayer. This is what Jesus Christ was letting them know. That you are going to experience resistance when you pray. And the number one resistance here is, why are you bothering me? That's what the friend is saying. But we know that this friend is different from how God will react, right? That mm -hmm. voice of what are you bothering me is the demonic voice that is telling you while you're praying that you are bothering God. Jesus mm -hmm. is telling you that these are the obstacles you face when you go to God like this. You are going to feel like you are a bother to God. Trust me, I've met people who say that, I don't want God to be bothered with my little problems. Oh, God cannot be bothered with me. There are more important people than me, you know, who am I? I'm a nobody. I'm not important. These are the attacks you face when you begin to have this personal relationship with God where you feel like, oh, I can just barge into his presence anytime. That demonic voice is going to tell you that, no, you cannot. You are bothering God. Mm. So be aware of this resistance you will face in prayer. This resistance will tell you, oh, the issue is not important. And many of us do that. Well, I, mm. And this is not to say don't go to the doctor. Definitely go to the doctor and get checked. Oh, I'll just go and rewrite. I think I just wrote it the wrong way. I'm going to spend more time, do everything right, and make sure that I send out a very good write-up or a very good resume, and I'm sure I'm going to get that job now. There is nothing wrong with making sure you do something to excellence, but remember that things should be taken care of in the spirit realm first because whereas you want to do that, which is very okay and you should, that voice telling you that, oh, you're bothering God if you're like, oh, God, give me favor with that client. God, give me favor with that um, boss to, you know, with that employer. That voice that is telling you that you don't have to pray for favor, that you don't need to ask God to make the way clear for you. You just need to only focus on making things excellent, which you should, but don't neglect the other one. Don't feel like you're bothering God. It is paramount to always go to God anytime. He is your father. He is your father. You can come in anytime. The spirit realm is open. You can step in anytime. And remember this friend left to go to his friend's place. It was in the middle of the night. So it doesn't matter when it's daytime, whether it's morning time, whether it's nighttime. Believe it or not, I have met People who have told me that God is busy in the daytime. <laughs> yeah, one told me, her mother, I told her that, you know, always pray early in the morning or at midnight because in the daytime, God is busy. I was so shocked with tears. I couldn't laugh, but maybe I can laugh with you today. <laughs> but these are the things that the enemy does. You'd be surprised. Oh, even, Go you ahead. can even say, oh, you asked him for the that thing yesterday why are you asking for it again thank you <laughs> yes so jesus puts this story there 
Remember, this was a friend going to a friend. You'd be like, Jesus, really? Is that the best example you could use? These are two humans. These are friends. Like, God is not my friend. God is not a human. But what are you trying to say? Well, God is trying to say that as a spirit being, you are made in God's image. And so you have access to God. A friend to a friend. Son, daughter to daddy. So you have access as a spirit being. It is free like that. And to Jesus, it's not a big deal, but to us, we'll be like, make it make sense. But Jesus uses that story to show us the resistance that comes in prayer. And so one, it's like you're bothering God. The enemy makes you feel like you are a bother to God, that your issue is not important, and that there's others God would rather concentrate on. So you must conquer this opposition to prayer. Then the other excuse, the friend said, he said, the door is locked and my family and I are in bed. So the enemy will make you feel that the heavens are closed. Trust me, there's people that have been told that the heavens above their head are like brass. So they should stop praying for an open heaven. I have seen cases where you have to sow thousands of dollars for that brass to be removed and the heavens to open. Yes. Yes, there was one. This woman was talking and these people needed a um, breakthrough. And while she was talking, she was telling them to donate 1005 And while she was talking, somebody came and said that her husband, the prophet, said that everybody that is giving in that moment as the wife is saying that the wife is going to release a blessing over them and the heavens will open for them. I'm like, wow. Creative. Very creative. It was a woman that was preaching. They came and interrupted the sermon. And they were recounting what her husband, the prophet, said. And her husband was not even in the service. And then when she took over the mic, she's like, oh, the Spirit of God is one. She said, before I said it, the Lord revealed it to the prophet. I'm like, huh? <laughs> wow. So this thing is real. The enemy wants you to think that the heavens are locked to you. That there's a blockage to your access to God. It's closed. I can't open my door to give you any bread. My children and I, we're in bed. God is cozy now. It is noontime now. He's too busy. Or maybe it's nighttime now. He's sleeping now. Jesus Christ is telling you that God never sleeps. He neither sleeps nor slumbers. So you can go to him anytime. And that he's not going to be closed. There's no closed sign on him towards you. You can come in anytime. What he has in store for you is there for you for the taking. What is he sitting there for? It is all yours. Come take it. It's not for other people. And that's a misconception we have. We see that person doing well and that person having testimonies. And we're like, you see? The heavens are for that and that. There's nothing there for me. It's closed towards me. A woman doesn't have a child. Oh, my womb is closed. There's nothing open there for me. It's only for those that can have children. It's only for those that the father has opened their womb. Mine, he has closed. So Jesus Christ wants us to overcome this resistance that the enemy throws at us. You must arise and destroy this opposing demonic block to you receiving. Remember in Daniel 10 from verse 11 to 13, when Daniel prayed, God had already sent his response. 
But the prince of Persia stood against him. The angel could not bring the response to Daniel. Here was Daniel fasting and praying for 21 days. And at some point within the prayer, the angel summoned angel Michael who came and fought the war against the prince of Persia. And that was how his response came. So yes, there can be a blockage, but that blockage is not God closing the heavens to you. That blockage is in the demonic realm. Is the enemy wanting you to think that your response was not released? But like the angel told Daniel, he said that the very day you set your heart towards God and you asked that very day, God sent the answer. But I was restrained. So there's a restraining force in the spirit realm. And that is why you go to God and you repent and you break whatever ties they are. And then you continue to stand. You continue to stand against that opposition. In the mighty name of Jesus, I break that opposing force from you receiving what God has in store for you. From you receiving answers to your prayers. That is why we come together as a force. All of us spirit beings, powerful. One will chase a thousand and two will chase ten thousands. We come with that powerful synergy in the spirit to break those blockages. There is no blockage for you from the kingdom of God. It is a blockage from the opposing realm. And then the third reason he said, do you expect me to get up and give you food? Yes, I expect it. Yes. As your friend who has come to you in the middle of the night, knocking on your door in need for bread, I expect you to get off your cozy little bed with your cozy little family and put that blanket off and get up even if you're freezing to go into your closet and bring bread for me because guess what? I walked in the cold, I walked through the night and I came to your door and I expect it. That is the same expectation God wants you to have. That as a spirit being, he said, whoever comes, whoever comes, whoever asks, whoever knocks, the door will be open. So whatever, oh, maybe it's not a good time. Don't ever think that it's not a good time. God wants you to come with an expectation. The enemy will want you to think that God is so busy with large-scale matters. God wants you to come expectant. Proverbs 10, 24b, it says, the expectation of the righteous will be granted. God wants you to come with an expectation that he is going to move concerning your situation. And if it doesn't happen that day, knock again, try again, keep at it. Fiona, can you just read the last verse for us? Okay, verse nine. Yeah. So I say to you, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. Verse 10, for everyone who asks, receives. The one who seeks, finds. And to the one who knocks, the door will be opened. Constantly. There's an open door policy in God's kingdom. So he's not going to be so consumed with anything to leave you. Remember the parable. I want you to read Luke 15 from verse 3 to 7 and Matthew 18. 12 to 14 is the same story. He will leave the 99 and go for the one. As long as you come to that door, as long as you come to the Father, He will leave whatever it is. It's not like He's busy with anything. He's omnipresent. 
He does not function like a man. He can be there for every creature of his at the same time. There is no time in his realm. There is no barriers in his realm. There's nothing stopping him from reaching anybody. It is a supernatural God that we serve. He's a, an ever-present father. There is no overwhelming situation that would take his time so much that he can go to attend to you. So it's an open-door policy. You wake up in the middle of the night, step into the spirit realm, knock on that door. It's taking 10 years, well, just keep going for it. Let those blockages be removed. And if you're finding it difficult, call on us. Let us agree in prayer. Let us agree in prayer that those blockages be removed if it means fasting. Fast, but do not ever think that anything is stopping God from reaching to you. Do not ever think that there's anything that has a higher priority to God than you. You can come to him anytime and step in and say, Father, Father, come into intimacy. Break the barriers. Break the wrong ideologies. The false doctrines. Break it all off and come to him just as you are. He is right here ready for you. Mm. So, Father, we want to thank you for your word. Thank you, Lord, because you have created an open-door policy for us that we can willingly and freely come to you and present our petitions and know that you hear them and you will answer us. You are not like that friend that refused to come to the aid of his friend while your word says that because of his persistence, because of his audacity, his friend will come and give him bread. That is an earthly friend. How much more you, Father, who is ever willing to give us anything we ask for, who is ever willing to meet us at our points of need, you are not repulsed by us. You love us. There is no sin big enough to separate us from you, to keep us away from you. No. In the midst of our sin and our shame, that is when you're like, come on in, baby. Come on in, my child. Come on in. Yes. When the enemy thinks that that sin will draw you away from us, that sin is the very thing that draws you towards us. And so you're always ready for us in expectation for us to come. So, Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, I decree for every one of us today that we are going to come. Flawed, beaten down, put to shame, embarrassed, sinful, addicted. All of those chaos going on within us, all of them, named and unnamed, we will come with all of that. All of those things that have been hanging off of us, we will bring them all. And right now we bring them before your very throne, Father. In the mighty name of Jesus, we repent for our engagements with them. We repent for giving them the powers to hang upon our lives, to cause us problems and issues, to cause us sleeplessness. We repent. And we ask you, Father, to begin to judge everything that has tortured us, every addiction, every sin, every shame, we ask that you would judge them right now, righteous Father. We ask that your love will begin to wash 
us clean. Set us free from this bondage. Heal all our diseases, Father. Heal all our diseases. We come to your overflow of healing. And Father, we receive your healing power in our bodies right now in the mighty name of Jesus. Mm -hmm. Yes, we release it for our, our loved ones right now. The healing power of God, we release it over you in the mighty name of Jesus. Over everyone mm -hmm. here that needs your healing touch. Father, we come as a collective body before your throne and we receive the supply of healing bread. We ask for healing, Father, in the mighty name of Jesus. We ask for the blood of Jesus to cleanse us all. Cleanse us from this infirmity, from this sickness that has ravaged our body, that has caused us pain and restlessness, that has caused us so much depletion of resources. You have spent so much money at the doctors. Father, we ask for replenishment. We ask for an overwhelming replenishment of everything we have lost. You said that everything that the palmer and the caterpillar worm has eaten, you will restore. We come into the reservoir of resources to meet every one of our needs today. And we thank you, Lord, because as we come with this expectation, we receive it in the mighty name of Jesus. And we decree that we are provided for. We decree that we are delivered right now. We decree that we are empowered right now. We decree that we have a desire and a drive to be with you right now. We have a, a renewed sense of identity. We know that we are enough. We decree that we are healed right now. And we take this full provision out of your kingdom right now. And we bring it with us into the earthly realm. And we say, God, that we are eating these resources, that we are consuming these resources, that we are desirous of all that you give to us, and that we will continue on this path of breakthrough and deep relationship with you. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. 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 Love you. Love Amen. you. God bless you. I am so excited about my book, Spirit, Spirit, Spirit. God is amazing. God wants us to not only stay on the outskirts and say, hey, come, come here, come here. He wants us in his kingdom realm with him. He wants to show us heaven. When Jesus Christ tore the veil, when he died and he took us into heaven, he seated us in heavenly places with God. So right now we are in that seated position. <laughs> it is just an endless life of growing our spirit man. So I found out that when Adam and God were interacting in the beginning, it was all about a spiritual interaction. So he made you and I to have a spiritual interaction consistently. What stopped that? What took us away from that? This is all and so much more you will encounter in Spirit, Spirit, Spirit. So I want you right now, I want to encourage you. Go for it. Go grab your copy. Please grab your copy. Tell me about it. Tell me what the Lord is already doing in your life. Tell me what the Lord is doing in the life of the loved one you will also buy the copy for. I encourage you to give the gift of the Spirit.